Welcome back to another edition of the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light. I'm the CEO of 4A Health, and I am releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to answer one question. How can health and fitness professionals rise above the rest to become recognized as a leader in our industry, all while being paid what you are worth and building a ridiculously exciting financial future? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the one and only Sean Light Podcast. Sean Light here, bringing you a weird one. I'm I'm bringing you a weird one today here, folks. So last night... I think ever since becoming an entrepreneur, something these things have become more frequent, but still not frequent. I don't want you to think that I'm doing this all the time, but I, I think you know, you know, you, pick, you guys picture this: you wake up in the middle of the night, and you got to go to the bathroom, so you get up and go to the bathroom. And what's the big concern when you wake up in the middle of the night? If you're like me, the concern is how much more time do I have? before I go back to sleep. And as somebody who wakes up at 4.30, it is like, I always feel like I'm walking on eggshells and I refuse to look at my clock when I wake up because I don't want it to be like like 4.15 and then think about, and then be like, oh my God, I only got, might as well just get up right now, right? And But I will say, there is no, there's no worse feeling than getting back in bed, trying to go back to sleep, and then like two minutes later, the alarm goes off. That is a grind. I always actually, my, my frame of reference is the amount of traffic that's out, that's going on on the street below. Uh, like if I start seeing cars coming by, uh, like a city bus or something, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Like, yeah, I know it's getting close. So, uh, so anyway, but one of the things that there's been a couple, a couple times over the past, over the past, we'll say six months where I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'm just wide awake. And I, I went to bed last night at, I think I went to bed at 8.30. I think I was in, in bed at 8.29 on the dot. Uh, and I ended up waking up around 12.30, laid in bed for a little bit. Like, you know, when you just don't really, you have to go to the bathroom, but you just don't, you just don't want to get up. So I finally get up, I go and I wake, I get back and I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm like fully alert. <laughs> like we're talking, we're talking like 11 a.m. alert here. And I was like, oh, you know what? Screw it. Like I know my, I know my alarm set for 4:30, but I don't have to wake up at 4:30 if I don't want to. Why don't I just? I'm gonna turn the TV on and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down a YouTube rabbit hole. And I think one of, one of my, what, what I typically do is before I go to bed, I always watch YouTube. I watch like, uh, watch like video game streamers or something. I, people do Fortnite. Uh, for some reason, that 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 stuff really puts me to sleep. Uh, so I'll watch that. Uh, and I've recently been getting into a lot of these like Joe Rogan podcast clips. He's got fascinating people on. They're talking about fascinating topics. The hooks they use are so hooky. Uh, they really they really uh, really suck me into the video. Suck me into the videos. Um, and one of the one of the ones one of the themes topics that has been particularly interesting to me. Uh, as as of late has been like uh, ancient egypt the pyramids the sphinx uh like how the heck did those those things get built uh and like even like listening to the archaeologists talk and then the conspiracy theorists talk it it is quite perplexing how those how those things got how those things got built 
But uh, so I've been digging down these rabbit holes and trying to figure. I ended up I ended up <laughs> ended up watching a like a History Channel video of a guy about a guy who lived in Virginia Beach, and he he I guess he was like some sort of psychic where he was able to just tell people you know, events like predict events, you know, tell people of their illnesses from across the ocean, like, like really crazy things, things he's he's been able to predict over time. And it's been like oddly accurate. And uh, look, guys, I'm not one of these, like, I, 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 it's interesting to me. I wouldn't say that I'm like all in on any of it, Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. Who, Who knows? I have no idea. I don't. I just don't want anybody out there freaking out like Sean's. Uh, I mean, if you haven't done this already, you're probably in the safe, uh, in the safe zone. But I just don't want anybody out there thinking that I'm like just this like, kook out here who's who's got a uh, you know who's all in on like psychic readings and stuff like that. And I'm not that I'm out on it, but I just I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. I'm one of those guys, one of those skeptics who it has to be like so obviously uh, true, otherwise it's false to me. So. So I'm watching this, and this guy's talking about it. He's talking about the Sphinx. And, and apparently this guy made a prediction that under one of the paws of the Sphinx out in ancient Egypt, there's like a chamber. And they gained enough traction for... Let me back up a little bit. So the reason that he was saying this was because he was saying that his previous life, like his, like his spirit was formerly a high priest in ancient Egypt. And he said that, you know, I guess they they think that the... Or they had thought that the ancient pyramids and the Sphinx were built in like the same era, uh, but he was saying that it was like that the Sphinx was built like seven thousand years prior to the to the uh, to when the pyramids were built, and he was saying that he was a high priest in that former ancient Egyptian civilization, and there was a chamber underneath one of the paws of the Sphinx that contained like the Hall of Records of all of the. Uh, of all of the like ancient civilizations, Atlantis and all that, you know, crazy stuff uh, that that is mythological in our current in our current culture. Uh, but so they it gained enough steam for somebody to actually go out and like blast sonar rays underneath. Like they got they they got approval from the Egyptian government to dig around and underneath the. Uh, underneath the or like drill a little bit underneath the uh, paws of the sphinx and blast sonar rays down there to see if there was anything down there Uh, and from what i gather they found some anomalies in the sonar pings uh, and they went back to check it out and there was in fact a chamber under there that had been undiscovered and nobody knew about Uh, and apparently when that happened like the egyptian government like revoked the the license they couldn't drill anymore they had to leave uh, which was which was interesting to say the least. So uh, I'm going down these rabbit holes and 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 one of the, you know how YouTube recommends like all sorts of different videos and stuff like that. Uh, one of the videos was like Nikola Tesla, who is the namesake of Tesla. If you guys don't know, if you guys actually don't know who Tesla is, um, if you don't know who Tesla is, he's like a like an old school inventor. I think they said he was. I think he died in like the early 1900s like 1930s 1940s maybe uh, he died here in manhattan in the in the new yorker hotel and he was um he was uh, like a really famed inventor for some reason he has not gained the popularity that like a thomas edison or albert einstein have have gained over, over the many years uh, 
for, I, I don't really know why. I, I think there, there seems to be some sort of skepticism around his like kookiness, I guess. Um, there is a movie called Tesla. I think Benedict Cumberbatch plays him. I think, I think. I'm not sure, but the movie definitely exists. But anyway, they're talking about him and his philosophy on on uh, on the ancient pyramids. And then I'm starting to roll down this like Tesla rabbit hole where I ended up going back to sleep to a YouTube YouTube video of a book that he like the book that he was uh, that he had written. And uh, as you guys know, there's there are like I have spoken a lot about raising your frequency, your paradigms and Look, I don't know a lot about I don't know a lot about the cosmos or religion or anything like that. But I think through my studies I feel comfortable saying that something is going on with respect to frequencies, with respect to uh, being able to manifest your goals through certain actions is possible. Uh, now, how how that all works out, I'm still unsure. Uh, but I do believe that on some level, it is possible, right? I believe I believe there's something cooking with the whole frequency, the vibrations of the universe, the the ma energy matters, uh, and how you know, like my mind has been thinking, like you know, are the bodies that we're in just uh, vessels for the energy, which is our spirit that eventually can transfer into other things and ghosts and stuff like that. Ah, it's crazy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place and, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not, but I do believe after having studied a lot of this for a couple of years now, I do believe on some level that the frequency, raising your frequency to manifest the goals that you want to achieve is, is a real thing. Uh, but how like the, the actuality of it, the strategies behind it is stuff that I'm still working out. So I'm going down this Nikola Tesla uh, rabbit hole and he was talking about like, he has, a, he has this thing called like the divine code of 369. And I will say like, this is where he, he, he kind of loses me because I don't understand the mathematics of it. I don't like he was talking about Fibonacci sequence and how the nat how nature and is adding up all these numbers together and he's like, you know, if you start with one and and double the number for infinity in the entirety of that sequence you will never have a number three six or nine and again I don't understand I don't comprehend I don't grasp exactly what he's talking about here but apparently in between those spaces of the double of the doubling is the is where the three the six and the nine that's the gap of of that of that process again how does that relate i, I really don't know uh, but i was like okay that is interesting uh and then he starts talking about how uh like somehow when you like you like draw them out draw these numbers out and and who knows if this is just like randomly contrived and a load of malarkey that anybody could create something like this uh whether you draw them out and you circle like a clock uh, from one to one to nine, I think. Uh, and if you if you just go to the opposite integer uh, along the along, guys, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the first time I use the word integer in 25 years. If you go to the different uh, number on the opposite side, like it always adds up to nine. And 
again. So like, I, I don't know. There were some like interesting coincidences uh, that made me uh, intrigued by by the three six the, the the divine code of three six nine and how it can be found all throughout nature uh, and so on and so forth. I got to do a lot more reading to really understand that. But I will. But here's the here here's probably why it hooked me more more so than it would hook a normal person uh, is because for whatever reason I actually have always been have always been drawn to the numbers three not so much six but nine as well uh, and i always like nine because it was three three so like three is like the ultimate number i like nine i like 27 i like 81 so like sometimes like if i'm like on my tv i've always like moved the volume to nine or 27 like around like i would always at least try to go to a divisible of three don't ask me why i have no idea whatsoever as to why that's the case uh, but it is like, for example, every day I go down, I take the stairs, I live on the 14th floor. I take the stairs down to, uh, I take the stairs down to the gym that's on the lower level of my building. Uh, and I go down and for some reason, like the, in the stairwells, they have these like fire, I guess they're uh, like water pipes for like fire hoses and or the sprinkler system. And they're like located inside of the stairwell and you go down and with each each floor has two like like bronze tags uh, that that hang down identifying each each like pipe system and the tags are numbered and I have always found it really intriguing that on the floor three the tag number is twenty seven which is three nine twenty seven and I always so on my way down I always like flick it just whatever like acknowledging that that's kind of cool that three is on the tw 27 is on the third floor. Uh, again, I have no idea why I've literally no concept whatsoever of, <clears throat> of why that number resonates with me on, on a different level, <clears throat> but it, but three and nine and 27, those are always been numbers that have been, been like just in my mind. And so I would say maybe I like, I, I particularly, I particularly was drawn to this because I was trying to draw the significance to who I am and the stuff that I've done. Uh, but so he has this thing called the divine code of manifestation of three, six, nine. And I was trying to figure out what exactly, uh, this process was so it was like a strategy for getting yourself on the right frequencies and manif manifesting uh, what you're what you're trying to achieve and i've heard it explained two two different ways and I'll, I'll explain both of them to you essentially what you do is you you have like a an affirmation so you we've all discussed this uh in past episodes where you say you know say you want to make a hundred thousand dollars in the year you write like i have made a hundred thousand dollars in 2021 right? Like really simple. You do it as if you've already accomplished it. You think about it. You try to put your mind in the position where you believe and you feel that you've already accomplished it and that it currently is happening in, in your life. Like it's, you act as if it has already happened and you write it as such. So when you read it out loud, you kind of try to put yourself in that mindset. So the first way I heard it explained was that you write it down three times in the morning. Okay. And while you write it, you try to really envision it. Second, uh, then in the afternoon, you write it down six times, right? And then in the evening, you write it down nine times. And each time you write it down, you really try to imagine and put yourself there and, and how that and how that feels, uh, which is interesting because it's like, okay, like it's that it's the it's the uh, quantity of it. Like you just you continue to trying to drive that focus. And I am definitely a believer that repetition of a certain thing is going to 
key the mind up for that and really try to end up focusing on that. So like just the process of going through it on a daily basis, that that vibes with me. I'm in on that. That works. The other way uh, is you write down in the morning, you write down your three affirmations. You write your affirmation down three times. I want to make $100,000. I want to make $100,000. I want to make $100,000. Write it down three times. And six times a day, you go over that. Okay. And you, you know, you, again, you put yourself in that mindset. You try to believe that it already exists. You try to feel what it would feel like and put yourself in that mental position, right? You're trying to get up on that frequency. And he said, for each time you go over one of the affirmations, you spend nine seconds there, right? You spend nine seconds thinking about putting myself there, move down to the next one, nine seconds, next one, nine seconds, next one, nine seconds, and all the way down uh, till you've hit, uh, until you've done three times. So, and ironically, that's 27. Probably not that ironic, but uh, so those are the two explanations of it. So this is what I got. Pulled out a journal, brand new journal. I'm going to give it a shot. See what happens, right? Three, six, nine. I got a couple goals that I've put up on my board. I put them up on my board yesterday before I even knew that this thing existed, which is ironic that it popped up the day I finished my goals. Uh, and I'm going to write out my affirmations three times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it six times. And then I'm going to go over nine times. And then I will say there was a caveat at the end of the first explanation where they said, after you do it for like 30 or 45 days, you stop and then you just let it go. And, you know, you just trust the universe is going to take you there. I was a little reluctant to talk about this today because it's just a freaking weird out there topic, but couldn't think of anything else that was uh, more relevant and more useful. And quite frankly, like this is the raw, honest truth. This is what I'm thinking about today. This is where my mind's at, uh, and we're going to play around with it and see what we can come up with. So maybe maybe this will be useful for somebody. Maybe this will be uh, maybe this will be amazing. Guys, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for listening to that episode of the Sean Light Podcast. I know that it can be really challenging to try to put the pieces together yourself in this crazy world of podcasting and social media and books and courses everywhere. It can be really hard to figure out where to, what to do with all of the information, where to put it, how to actually install it into your own business. And that is ultimately the reason why I created the 4A Revenue, Revenue Coaching Program, because I wanted to be able to work one-on-one -on -one with people to show you the direct, straight line to the goals that you've set for your business. We have a six-week program. We have a four-month program. Each are a little bit different. Each have a little bit of a different strategy to them. Uh, but what we're looking to do is we're looking to create your client acquisition model. We're looking to raise your prices. We're looking to create a lot more cash flow injection into your business, help you sell like a freaking champion. Okay, if these are things that you're interested in, then go over to 4acoaching.com and book your free momentum call with me, uh, where we will sit down and we will talk a little bit about your business. We'll learn a little bit about each other and we can develop a strategy uh, of how we're going to take you from where you are right now to where you want to be. If that sounds good, 4acoaching.com. Book your call there completely for free and we'll be talking to you on the phone in a little bit. See you soon, guys.